I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brand is Female. My guest in this episode is Jacqueline Nicosia, a passionate hospitality leader who shares her love for Italian cuisine with Toronto restaurant goers as co-founder and co-owner of Ardo and Dova. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Women in Enterprise. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through their educational workshops, financing, and mentorship programs. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. With 15 years of experience in the hospitality business, Jacqueline brought her flair for curated dining experiences and excellent food to Toronto with the opening of two restaurants, which she co-founded with her husband, Chef Rob Moroda. Being a woman entrepreneur in the food space, Jacqueline experienced and witnessed firsthand the challenges of sexism that persists in the industry. Today, her goal is to create opportunities and help break glass ceilings so that more women in hospitality can reach leadership roles. If you love food and you're passionate about gender equity in the food and hospitality space, this episode is definitely for you. Here's our conversation. Jacqueline, it's such a pleasure having you on The Brand is Female today. Thank you for making time to speak with me. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor to be on here. So I always like to uh, start this type of conversation and uh, kind of get the origin story uh, for, for your journey as an entrepreneur. And I'm curious to know when you were growing up as a younger woman, as uh, a young girl, what did you imagine you'd be doing as a career later in life? Um, I would say it was definitely, I thought it would be based somewhere around design and creativity, um, and creating experiences in general. Um, so, you know, it's, it's what it was like as a little girl as well. I used to do that, you know, in my own bedroom with my, my Barbie dolls. Um, so it's interesting that my career led me into event production and then also into um, hospitality because I feel like it combines all of those roles. Um, and I've also always been obsessed with food. If you can ask anyone in my family, it's driven me all around the world. So I'm not surprised that I've landed where I am. Yeah, there's a there's a direct connection there. Yeah. Um, were there role models who inspired you? And this could be, you know, throughout your studies or as you started your professional career, uh, who were sources of inspiration for you? And I'm curious to know if there were any role models that, uh, who were women specifically. Um, I don't know about it, if that was more sort of earlier on in my career, but later when I moved into hospitality, um, Laura Gilmore for sure was one of them. Um, Janet Zuccarini is quite a driving force. Um, you know, so I, I do look towards women like that as as leaders in our industry. And shout out to Janet, who we've had uh, on, on The Brand is Female, uh, obviously a wonderful journey. So I love that you're naming her. Uh, tell me about that first chapter in your career. So today you own, uh, you know, you're at the helm of a number of businesses. Um, tell me about kind of the first, you know, the path to where you are today and how you started uh, in, in hospitality. But it sounds like you've had businesses in different areas as well before, but all connected from what I understand. Yeah, I think um, at my, the core of my heart, I've always been a creator. I've always loved to, and you know, had a passion to start something from absolutely nothing. Um, and I've always loved to be in full control of it as well. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's been a not an easy transition to go off on my own because I've perhaps never had 
as I was younger, the highest of, of confidence, but I think my path has been a, a natural one. And then, you know, like we were saying before, um, there's a lot of inspirational entrepreneur women in this industry that I look towards and I can say, wow, I want that for myself. And that's something that I mm-hmm. can, can do. Um, and I want my own company and my own path. So, yeah. So tell me about your first business and how that came about. Um, well, really our first business was, um, Ardo restaurant. Um, Mm -hmm. again, I was in event production, um, and my partner is a chef. So we have, um, contrasting, but complementary uh, roles that we play. And it came to a point where, you know, we had to make a decision. There were a lot of things, um, partnerships that weren't really working out for us. And we weren't 100% happy with. So we decided to then do something on our own. And ultimately, that was mm. that was Ardo. And did it feel like, you know, when did it start feeling like, okay, this is, you've, you've mentioned kind of having, you know, always thinking that you'd like to have something be your own one day and be in charge of it. So did that come right away when you started the business or did it take a little while? Um, I, well, I was also still working at the time, um, as well, because we had a small child. So, um, I, yeah, it's a good, good question. I think we were just on hyperdrive at the time, getting it going. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's something that we really got to enjoy after it became a little bit more established. Right. Yeah. And I often hear that from uh, people in a, in a restaurant and hospitality industry, right? It's, it's just such hard work that it's after usually a slightly longer period of time that you turn it around and then you're able to admire what you've built. But, you know, it's like heads down and uh, so focused on building it for, for the first little while. Um, it sounds like it was a similar experience for you. Yeah, it definitely is. And especially in this industry, um, it's constantly changing and evolving. So when it's your first step as being an entrepreneur, I think there's so many different hats that you're trying to play Mm -hmm. as you're starting out. um, And you kind of just put your head down and just say, okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. You've got this. Um, And then you sort of come out of the cloud at the end and and then you can take a step back and say, wow, look at what we've done and created. So it's a, it's a pretty amazing journey to take. You've mentioned uh, having had partnerships that didn't work out. So perhaps that's part of the answer to what I'm going to ask you. But I'm curious to know what were kind of some of the challenges you couldn't have planned for? You know, so what were some of the obstacles you had to overcome that uh, you, you, you hadn't been able to plan for uh, before they actually happened? Um, I would say, I mean, there's lots of challenges that come up for sure. Um, but I think my, my biggest challenge has been the fact that my partner is my partner in life, but also in business. Right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have complementary skills and we share responsibilities for our companies 50, 50. Um, but there's still a gender bias there and it's very easy for people to dismiss me. Um, mm. we, We'll be in a meeting sometime and, uh, you know, a topic will come up and uh, they'll deadpan on my partner. 
Uh, and he'll say, well, this is not my area. This is Jacqueline's. And you can tell that yeah, as I'm speaking, they're having a hard time just staying focused. And they'll always look to him for the last word, usually. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and most recently, I was <laughs> referred to as the wife. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a that's a hard thing to to tolerate. And I try not to. I try and change that that narrative. How do you typically navigate a situation like that? Do you call out, you know, the person well, acting that way or it's, it's hard. Um, <laughs> there's, um, there's different ways to do it. I think in a more elegant way and perhaps reminding people of, you know, what your role is. It's, it's not, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And I ask because I think a lot of women face, you know, that challenge, um, I, even in, in, in the corporate world. I mean, I've been in that situation often where I might be the more senior person at the table in a meeting, but whoever is the man around the table, you know, people across the, the table will refer to that person and kind of look up to them as, you know, the boss or the person in charge, uh, even though I'm, I'm the most senior. So I know a lot of women have to navigate this reality. How do you approach it with your partner and, and being, you know, the, the fact that you're in business with the person who also happens to be your husband? So how, how does that dynamic play out between the two of you? Um, I mean, he's extremely supportive. He's not only my um, partner, but he's also the chef. And especially within this industry, um, you know, chefs are are a part of the the magic and, you know, at the forefront of everything. So which I understand. Um, but he's always very supportive to then also, you know, if I, if he can see that perhaps I'm not making that correction right away that, you know, afterwards he's like, look, you know, you need to kind of say something. And I feel like there's a time and a place for things to be said, because there's a fine line too, between calling someone out um, and you don't want to be insulting. Um, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you want to make sure that they understand, you know, exactly what your role is. So I think it's just a matter of going over and then reiterating, you know, hi, I'm, you know, the owner of X. Right. This is my role. <laughs> I am owner. Exactly. This is my business. It's half of my life. So, yeah. Um, and, and speaking of that, what do you bring to your role as a leader, you know, as the owner of your businesses and in regards to how you interact with your team? What are some of the qualities that, you know, as a woman uh, make the leader that you are uh, in your role today? Um, I mean, I feel like as a female um as a woman in hospitality, you have a tremendous um, responsibility to lead by example. Um, you know, I think you have to have the courage to stand up for what is right and wrong. Um, I think everyone on our team knows that we have no space and we have zero tolerance um, for any kind of gender bias, you know, language. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also, too, as as a leader, whether it be male or female, I think also just learning how to listen and learn from those around you is um, mm-hmm. really important. Are you what's your kind of decision making process? And I always find it interesting because I love asking, you know, women leaders, are they more kind of guided by intuition and, you know, the, that gut feeling um, or are you more of a numbers person looking at data and and so on, or is it something in between the two? 
I would say it's something in between the two. I, um, the one thing I have learned over time, you know, at the beginning you wear a lot of hats and then as you go on, you realize it's okay to delegate certain tasks, especially if it's not your area of expertise. Um, Mm -hmm. I usually go with my gut feeling, but if there is something that comes up or a decision that needs to be made, I'll take, say, okay, you know, take a step back, look at the situation um, and, and say, okay, you know, like what's the problem or what needs to be fixed? And then what are some possible solutions? What's within my control? And so whatever's within my control is usually what I try and concentrate on and the elements that are without, you know, outside of my control. I try and understand what they are, but then have them sit off to the side. And I usually go with more of a gut instinct. And, um, Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm unsure, you know, we'll go to, you know, advisors as well. Yeah. What's the kind of, um, you know, network of, of advisors of, you know, people and resources that, uh, you've kind of, you know, established around you that you find are helpful as you, as you continue growing your business? It could be, you know, for, for example, um, you know, some people will say uh, it was very important for me, you know, anything around banking and financing is something that I'm not as strong in. And what made a huge difference was, you know, hiring somebody who can help me with that or having an external advisor. Uh, some people will mention mentors or anything that's really part of that group that, you know, you rely on externally. Oh gosh. Yeah. There's uh there's definitely a list of um, external people that we, we rely on, um, you know, accounting is definitely not my forte. So we leave that up to the experts. Um, and then same thing with, you know, when it comes to anything legal, um, you know, that's not an area that we studied either. So we want to make sure that we stay protected and, you know, move smartly when we make decisions with our business. Um, and then we do have advisors as well who are very successful. And, you know, if we have questions, we, we go to them and say, you know, this is what we were thinking, you know, what are your thoughts on this and bounce ideas off of each other. Um, Mm -hmm. and also within this industry too, everyone's, um, it's, it's a small industry. So you get to know people pretty well. Um, and you saw, especially during COVID, you know, phone calls from place to place all the time, you know, what are you guys doing? What's working for you? Um, so there's definitely, there's a network there. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Women and Enterprise, and they're about confidently building you. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. It takes sound advice, puts guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaborative approach. TD can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way, so we can all share experiences and learn from each other. TD Women in Enterprise has banking specialists who are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. What's your approach to managing growth for the company? Are you somebody who's more of a risk taker or, you know, you've and you've built several successful businesses at this point. Uh, so how, you know, for, for entrepreneurs who are kind of wondering how to take that next step, uh, what would be your advice to them and how, and how you navigate it yourself? Um, I don't know if I would say I'm a huge risk taker. Um, I'll sort of usually, you know, dip my toes and make sure that I do the research behind um, any direction that I'm moving in. 
Um, I don't think it's smart to go in blindly, but I, um, I do think that some research is, is needed and making sure that you also reach out to people within whatever industry that you're looking in, at moving into and getting advice from, from people who are in that industry and who are successful. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, you just have to start. Mm, yeah, that's always good advice. <laughs> And um, what would your definition of success be? Uh, and that can be, you know, uh, that can include kind of personal success as well, you know, personal life elements, not just business. And have you seen that definition kind of evolve over time? My definition of success, um, obviously having a functioning business, uh, that's yeah. like easy. It's a good start. <laughs> that's the easy answer. Um, but I would say for me, you know, success, especially as an entrepreneur is, um, being able to make decisions on your own, um, and having the comfort and freedom to not have to answer to, to another person and, you know, what path you're going to be taking. Um, for me, that has been the greatest success for me. Um, and then also too, as a female, you have other people reach out to you and say, wow, you know, I can see what you've done and what you've built. Um, so I think having that recognition from others mm-hmm. in your, and also outside of your industry who want to move into, uh, hospitality, I think that mm-hmm. shows kind of your, your success. I love that as a, as a definition. That's, that's really interesting. And it's, it's funny because that rarely comes up when, when somebody answers that question, but recognition from our peers and, and even outside the industry, uh, you know, typically means a lot, especially among, among women. So I, I love that you're, you're answering that way. Um, speaking of women in the hospitality, are you, you know, it's still an industry where, you know, there might be a lot of women uh, in, in, you know, in, in the service industry kind of, you know, working the jobs, but, and, and we saw how COVID impacted that reality. Um, but we're seeing less women, you know, at the top rank owning uh, businesses and hospitality at the helm of hospitality groups. Do you see that changing and how do you think it's possible to kind of accelerate that change and have more women uh, join your ranks? Um, I mean, I think in, you know, 2023 and sort of moving forward, I think, yes, it's really important to support women within our um, within our industry. It is a very male-dominated industry, so I think you really need to um, raise women up, and that will help to close that gender gap, allowing women to go into, um, higher positions, you know, women need allies in this industry. Mm -hmm. And, um, even though things have changed slightly, I think there's still a lot of hurdles for, for us to kind of keep, keep, keep climbing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Um, so I want to ask you about supporting women in, in the industry specifically, um, you know, what's your view on the best ways we can we can help, uh, you know, women? You've mentioned that it, there's still not as many women in those top positions. So how, what can we do to make that change happen? Um, yeah, I think, 
you know, it's really important to support each other. There's absolutely no reason why there can't be more than one success story. Um, and I think celebrating those stories of women who are successful is a huge part of um, closing that gender gap. Um, you know, the idea of collaborating with each other as opposed to competing, um, you know, and I'm all for that. I'm, you know, if, if there's other people within the industry or outside of the industry who feel like, you know, we, we align, then, then great reach out. I think it's a big, I think it's really important for women who are at the top to work together instead of criticizing each other, um, and really, bring a more positive outlook on women being in leadership positions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, absolutely. What would you say is the key to success or the keys to success for a company in the hospitality industry? Um, you know, some brands are around for a much longer period. Customers keep coming back to them. So how do you make your mark and make sure you have that lasting power? Um, I mean, it's, it's really hard, especially in this industry. Um, I think remaining loyal, um, and dedicated to your brand and what you stand behind. Sometimes, you know, you can veer off a little bit. So I think always kind of going back to that first question of, you know, why did we start this? What were the reasons behind it? Um, and also honesty as well. I think that plays a huge, a huge role in how customers look at you. Um, you know, I, I think, I think you are, people read through you very quickly if you are not an honest and, and genuine person. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, I always just have a saying with my kids, just be nice. <laughs> Being nice goes, goes a long way. Yeah. Absolutely. Great philosophy. Uh, speaking of your kids, so you've mentioned being a mom and uh, you obviously run several businesses. And I, I think it's often, you know, it's it's often explained that there's less women in leadership positions in, in the hospitality industry because it's also a very tough, demanding job that, you know, requires you to be uh, outside of your home for, for long hours. Um, how have you kind of managed that balance, you know, between home life, being a mom, caring for your kids, and then being uh, the successful uh, business owner that you are in, in your industry? Um, it's, it's not an easy balance for, for sure. You know, you have, you have this businesswoman role and then you have the, the mom role. So I try and compartmentalize, you know, different parts of my my world, I guess. And when I'm with my children, I try and make sure that my concentration really is with, with them. Um, but it, it is, it is very, it's very difficult. Um, mm. after, uh, after COVID when we had to reopen again, it's, you know, no shock to anyone. It was a, an e not an easy opening and, you know, we barely saw our kids. So you, sometimes you just do what you have to do, but, um, But I think it's important to make sure that you carve out time specifically for them and for your family. And, you know, it's one of those things, too, because we are both partners. So when we go home, um, we try and make sure that we leave our business at the door. And there's times where it'll kind of, you know, naturally creep up into conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll sometimes if there's a problem, you know, we'll start getting into it and we'll have to say, okay, you know let's put this aside. It's family time. 
it's time for our kids mm-hmm. and, you know, sleep on it and let's kind of bring it back up the next day. But, um, I think it's a constant battle because it's your, your business is like your baby. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've mentioned obviously the, the impact of COVID, uh, on, on your own businesses. And we know, uh, we know how much it's uh, affected the industry. It's affected workers. It's affected business owners. Um, what's your outlook for, you know, the recovery post COVID in the restaurant business in the hospitality industry? Um, what, what are you seeing? And we also know there's, you know, a, a labor shortage, um, especially in the service industry that a lot of business owners are dealing with. So what do you think we can expect or what are, what kind of trends are you seeing in the market for the next few months and years? I mean, I, I don't think there's that same type of shortage as there was the last two years. Um, you know, you do see people coming out, they want to work. Um, so I don't know if that is necessarily an issue that we are finding specifically. Um, we have mm-hmm. a really great team that we have built. And usually when we bring people in additional people, um, which obviously will be happening because, you know, busy season is right around the corner. Um, usually people pre- feel pretty good being here. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, we're excited about this year. People are ready to be out. They're ready to move on from it. They're ready to enjoy life. Um, and you can definitely see that. Um, I think when people go out, they're looking for a, for quality. They want to, they want to, go and enjoy everything from the moment they walk in the door to the moment they leave, um, you know, the food, the service, the drinks. Um, but we see everything on, on the upward, upward trend. So we're feeling really really positive and, um, you know, where we have a new project, um, hopefully that will be ready to go at the end of the summer. So we're feeling excited. Yeah. That's great. That's great to hear. I was going to ask what's on your vision board for 2023. What are some of the big projects you're working on? So you've just mentioned the the new project. Is Um, there anything else? Definitely expanding, um, expanding our, um, growing our business and then expanding as well. Um, So like I just said, we have a really fun new project that uh, we're working on. So that's really exciting. Um, And then also to just finding some more quality time with my kids um, and a huge part of my life when I was younger was, um, I would save all of my money and travel just to experience food and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ever since, you know, having a child that has sort of been put on the back burner a little bit. So, um, I would like to have some of that in there and have that be a part of my, my children's upbringing as well. Ah, that's wonderful. I love that. Um, in closing, what would be your top two pieces of advice for women entrepreneurs who are considering, uh, you know, a business in your category and, or in hospitality overall? Um, I would say um, starting a business can be extremely intimidating mm-hmm. um, and not an easy step, especially if you're like me, where you're, you know, you're you take kind of baby steps with, with things. Um, but I would say believing in yourself and having the confidence that, you know, you can do it. And, um, also, you know, building a good network around you, um, is mm-hmm. really important. People that believe in you, people that want to see you succeed, building, building, um, allies 
and uh, connections with other people within your industry, I think is really, really important. And how did you build that network? And I think for, for some entrepreneurs, it's more natural and you know, it happens kind of organically for, for, for some, but uh, for those who are not sure where to start or, you know, maybe it's a completely new industry for them, what's the best way to build that network? I mean, even just reaching out, reach, reach out to people. You know, I always say, if you don't ask you, you never know what the answer is. So, um, and I say this to my kids all the time, you know, they'll say, oh, well, you know, the answer is going to be no. I said, well, how do you know? You don't, you have no idea. Call yeah. someone up um, and, and reach out to people. And it might sound a little bit silly, but it's perhaps more old school send, you know, pick up the phone and, and say, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so and this is what I'm looking at doing. And I'm really inspired by you and your story. Um, you know, what's, what's the best advice you can give me and mm -hmm. do that to 10 people that inspire you within the industry. Um, and, you know, I think you'll be surprised how much people actually want to, to support other people who want to move into a more entrepreneurial space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good advice. Well, thank you so much, Jacqueline, for sharing your insights and a little bit of your journey, wishing you the best with all the new projects. Very exciting. And thank you for making time today. Thank you, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having a platform like this. I think it's really important for for women in uh, not only our industry but all industries so thank you Thank you to TD Women and Enterprise for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you for listening today. If you did enjoy the show, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast by The Brand is Female. I'm Ava Hartling, and this episode was produced by our team. Sound engineering by Isabel Morris. Research and production support, Claire Miglionico. Yeah.